In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The journey of the Holy Great Fast is a journey of repentance. And one of the attacks that Satan attacks us with is to convince us that we are rejected by God. God will not accept my repentance. God will not accept me if I return back to him. So the church, during the journey of the great fast, gave us many examples about how the Lord deals with the sinners. Last week, the parable of the prodigal son, in which we see the father received and accepted his son gladly. And today, the Samaritan woman, who was rejected by everybody in the city, to the extent that she went to draw water at noon time, Nobody draws water at noon time. It's very hot. Usually they draw water either early in the morning or at sunset. But she went at noon time to avoid meeting anybody. And we saw in the Gospel of today how the Lord Jesus Christ dealt with her, accepted her, showed her love and acceptance. So today I like to reflect a little bit about how God deals with the sinners. All of us are sinners. Nobody can claim that he is not a sinner. All of us, with no exception. And the Lord Jesus Christ came as a physician in order to heal us from the illness of sin. As he said, when Matthew made a banquet and invited all his friends from the tax collectors, and the Pharisees judged the Lord, how he sat with sinners to eat and drink with them, the Lord told them, the whole do not need physician, but the sick. I did not come to call righteous, but to call sinners to repent. So the Lord, as a wise physician, knows what each soul needs to repent. That's why he deals differently with different people depends on what each soul needs. He seeks the salvation of every single soul. And let me give you an example how the Lord dealt differently with different people. With Adam and Eve, when Adam was hiding from God, God went to him 
and asked him, Adam, where are you? Have you eaten from the tree that I forbade you not to eat from? So here God is using gentle confrontation to help the other person to repent and to confess his sins and return back to him. With Cain, he used a different way. Actually, he warned Cain before committing his sin. He did not wait until sin, until Cain kills his brother to confront him later, but he warned him ahead of time. When he told him, why are you angry? If you offered a right sacrifice, you will be accepted. But if you don't, then there is a sin lying in wait for you. This sin has desire to catch you, but you can overcome this sin. Many times the Lord warns us ahead of time before we fall in the sin as he did with Cain. Maybe somebody would ask why God actually seeks a person like Cain although he foreknew that Cain will not respond. Because God does not desire the death of a sinner, but rather he returns and lives. That's why he seeks the salvation of every single soul. And in this, a lesson to us as clergy or as Sunday school servants, not to give up on anybody. Even a person seems he is not responding or he will not respond. But we need actually to do our part and to seek this person and to communicate with him the plan of God and the desire of God that he may repent and return back to God. Also in Psalm 50, we say, you will be justified in your saying and you will overcome if you are judged. Meaning, if any person dares to judge God, to tell him, you did not seek after me. I am perishing because you did not seek after me. God, in the day of judgment, will respond to this person with the several times that God he tried and tried and tried and knocked on the door of the heart of this person. But the person kept saying no, 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 and rejecting God. Another example with the Samaritan woman. She doesn't know anything about him and her knowledge about 
righteousness and godly life is limited. So the Lord goes to her and engages a conversation in a conversation with her. Although at the beginning she was very antagonistic. How you talk to me? You are Jewish. I am a Samaritan woman. But he was patient with her until he was able to introduce himself to her as the Messiah. And this woman that was embarrassed to meet any person became a preacher and went to her city preaching the Messiah to them. With the prodigal son, the Lord used a different way. He did not go to him like the Samaritan woman because he is a son. He was living in his father's house and he left his father's house by his own will. And he tasted the love of his father. That's why dialogue will not be a good way to bring this person back. But God in his love, he actually let this son to suffer tribulations, hardships, famines. So he may start comparing his life in this far country with his life in his father's house until he repent and returns back to his father's house. The sinful woman in the house of Simon the Pharisee he used a different way. He expressed his love toward her and his acceptance through his looks at her. He looked at her compassionately and she was able to recognize in his eyes that he loved her and he accepted her. And he actually announced to her that her many sins are forgiven and how much he valued her tears, how much he valued her love. But we can see here how the Lord was able by defending her and showing his love toward her to win this woman to salvation. The woman from Canaan who had a daughter possessed with a demon, she was living like all the Gentiles in defilement, away from God, in the filthiness of this world. So he shocked her with a word that we may perceive it is harsh. When he told her, it's not good to take the bread of the children and give it to the dogs. But 
He wanted to tell her, the way you are living Gentiles, worshipping idols, in the filthiness of the desires and lusts of the flesh, you are like the, 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 the dogs who return back to their vomit. That's why the Lord was careful before healing his daughter, her daughter, from the demon to heal her from her spiritual illness. And when she responded in humbleness and telling and told him, even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall down from the table of their lords, the Lord encouraged her and told her, great is your faith. And he healed her daughter. Another example is one of the disciples, Philip. When the Lord told the disciples, go and, and feed the multitude, 5,000 men other than women and children. And the Lord asked Philip, whose faith was shaky. And Philip tried to calculate how much money they may spend in order to feed these people only bread. And he found it is beyond their ability. He told the, the Lord, bread with 200 denarii is not enough to feed them. 200 denarii equal $10,000 in our current currency. Then the Lord feed the multitude from five loaves and two fish. And beside feeding the multitude, he healed the weak faith of Philip. Next Sunday, when we hear about the paralytic man who was sick for 38 years, this man, if the Lord started with any conversation or dialogue with him, it will not get anywhere because he is totally focused on his illness. I am sick for 38 years and I have no one to help me. So the Lord here started by healing his physical illness. And he asked him, do you want to be made well? Then he healed him. And after he healed him, then he started to tell him, sin no more, lest you suffer worse things. If you find somebody, him and, and, and his family, in a big financial trouble, before preaching to them, just help them to get out of their trouble. After this, you can preach the gospel of salvation to them as the Lord did with this man who was sick for 38 years. From all these examples and many, many different examples, 
I want to demonstrate how God as a wise physician use different ways with different people. And this is a lesson for us as Sunday school servants or us clergy. We, we should use different ways with different people depending on the needs, circumstances of each single person. But on the other side, we see how many sinners repented and responded to the Lord Jesus Christ from the first word. We saw how many sinners argued at the beginning, but at the end they repented. And also sinners who rejected completely the word of God and the message of repentance. Like the Samaritan woman, she tried to find excuses in order not her life to be brought into the light of Christ. She wanted to continue in the darkness of sin but the persistence of our Lord Jesus Christ with her was able at finally to lead her to repentance. The first excuse told him, you are a Jewish person and I'm a Samaritan. Many times we believe that there is no communication between us and God. God is rejecting me. Or we reject him and we refuse even to come to the church. We refuse to open our Bible and read. We refuse to stand 10 or 15 minutes in prayers before God. We refuse to offer repentance. But if we know how God loves us, to the extent that he died on the cross to save us, we should not refuse him or reject him. Another excuse that she used, she said to the Lord, how are you going to draw water from the well? The well is deep and you don't have anything to draw water. Many times when we have problems, we think that God doesn't have solution for these problems. As a Samaritan woman perceived that God has no way to draw water from this very deep well. Many times Satan convinces us that our problems are bigger than God. God cannot either pull us from the will of sin to repentance or cannot solve our problems. The third excuse when she told him, give me from this water. Which water? The materialistic water in order not to come back to the will. Many times, actually, when we come to God, we ask 
materialistic things from him. Although he told us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. When you stand before God, what are you seeking? Are you seeking materialistic things or you are seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness? And when the Lord told her about the living water, she started arguing about the place of worship. Should we worship in Samaria or in Jerusalem? Our fathers worshiped in this uh, mountain, Samaria. Sometimes when you start speaking with people about repentance, returning back to God, they start to get into this dialogue about differences between religions, difference between denominations, why we fast 55 days, why we fasted the first week of this great fast, why we don't change the dates of the feasts to celebrate together. And with all this discussion, the main focus of the conversation, which is salvation and repentance, is lost. We get into all these um, philosophical discussion and we lose focus on the main message, which is the message of salvation and repentance. That's why the message of today, God is seeking each one of us, those who are in the church and those who are not in the church. God is seeking each one of us. How we are going to respond? Are we going to respond to his love immediately? Or we are going to argue like the Samaritan woman and then we will respond? Or we will wait until we get into a big trouble like the prodigal son in order to respond? Or we will continue in the stubbornness of our hearts and we will never respond to his calling? Also, what's our responsibility toward those who are away from God? Whether we are serving them as Sunday school servants or as, as clergy, or whether they are part of our family, our children, our siblings. What are we going to do toward them? Let us be persistent, as the Lord was persistent in seeking every soul to bring them back to salvation while we are praying that God may touch every heart to accept his voice and come back to him. We thank God for his love, for seeking our salvation, for dealing with us in every possible way that we may return back to him. And we pray that the Lord may give us a repentant heart to return back to him like the Samaritan woman. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.